Peace and blessings, everybody. You're listening to The Good Brother Experience, where it is I, the good brother, the original black man. I am Reek. What you doing? How you doing? How you been? First and foremost, drink some water. Stop being silly. Secondarily, rate, review, and subscribe to my program. Anything less than five stars, you probably got hatred in your bloodstream. Last but not least, if you would like to be a part of this particular segment, um, goodbrotherexperience at yahoo.com. Once again, good brother, not the, just goodbrotherexperience at yahoo.com. And this to go to my second shout out or my second uh, order of business. It appears as though I've been plateauing. I need everyone to leave me a rating, please. I want to get to a thousand. I'm trying to get Liddy and I'm at like 566, I believe. I definitely want to get to a band. So help your man get to a band. You understand? All right, cool. Now, we're probably going to run maybe to 30, 35 minutes today because I have a lot of emails to get to and a lot of these shits are long as hell and I have a lot of insight on these shits. I guess from last week when y'all saw that if there's no emails, there's no show. You niggas definitely came and delivered this week. So with that being said, I want to start off with a voice note that comes from Kadeem. I didn't even listen to this shit yet. I just saw that it was five minutes and I was going to listen to something that was for five minutes twice. So if you want to skip ahead and you really don't give a fuck about what Kadeem said, it's all good. Fast forward to probably like the seven minute mark. And um, you'll just hear me just answering the questions that he had for me. But without further ado, we got Kadeem. Yo, what's good, Reed? This is Deem. And I'm not going front. I've probably re-recorded this two, three times because I felt way too fucking long-winded. And I'm probably still going to be long-winded. So I'm going to apologize to your listeners now because uh, I don't want to take up too much of anybody's fucking time. But, man, that episode really resonated with me. Um, it resonated with me because my own personal journey kind of sits in that, that space of learning and figuring that stuff out of like sacrifice and work ethic and trying to understand how to build a stronger foundation, especially, you know, being an artist in the city, it's trying to figure out how to better yourself all the, all the time and how to get better. You know, the one thing that like a few things that really stood out, right, was, when you said the thing that I believe you said Tahoe had said to you is less like you can't stay in sixth grade forever. Like sixth grade looks cool when you're in the fifth grade, but you can't stay in sixth grade when you're there. And like that resonates with me a lot because it reminds me of what artists had told me before. I was like, everything you've done and achieved this year is this year. When next year start, you have to go bigger or better. If you're still doing the same thing you did last year and the, the, what you achieved last year, you haven't progressed. And that made me think about that. And it's like we're always constantly looking to upgrade and progress, but it's kind of like a very uncomfortable thing. And what I've also learned as an artist is you have to be comfortable with change and you have to kind of become comfortable with uncertainty. For me, that's where I've kind of excelled at because my life has been that way. You've known me from us going back to college at Kobe. And honestly, nothing was ever really solid. For By the way, Kobe's Kobo skill for everybody listening. 
continue. In Kobe, not many people know, but I lived basically at Copaskill on campus through the winters, springs, and summers because I never had a, I didn't have a home back in Brooklyn. Long story for another time. But from there to when I got out of college, I didn't really have like a home to go to. I didn't couldn't go back home with my mom's for a different reason again. And then for when I started art, I was pretty much couch surfing, you know. So for me, it was like I never had a stable place, but I had to I had to sacrifice to, you know, get to where I got to go. And for me, it was just, you know, I had to sacrifice whether it was hanging out or going out. I think for like years, like especially I did not go out and party or nothing. If I was out, it was that I was out at art shows. I was out networking. I didn't go out just to chill. Uh, I had to save up every dollar I could if it wasn't on art. It wasn't really something I was spending out, spending money on. If it wasn't art or food or bills, I wasn't spending money on shit. Hell, at one point, I was so broke. I was, like, just jumping turnstiles to go to shows. I was doing whatever I had to do. And it's, like, when you get to that level of, like, sacrifice, you're, like, trying to do whatever you have to do. And it's, like, fam, sometimes when you get to that level, it's, like, it's hard. But it gets easier as you kind of advance up the ladder. And that episode just made me think of all the things I had to do to get to where I am now. And even where I am now, I'm not satisfied. I'm far from satisfied. I'm far from happy because there's still so much I have to do. And right now, I'm a full-time freelancer. And it's hard. And right now, even thinking about moving, I have to look back into work. But I don't take looking back into work as my destiny. I just learned I got to really look at that shit as a tool. And I have to look at it as a tool because I can't allow myself to get complacent. Complacency is something that can really hinder you when you're trying to advance. And I feel like that's a thing that we always got to kind of fight. Like, once you get to a level where you're known, you can't be complacent with that. I feel, I'm, you know, I don't do podcasting on your level. I don't really do podcasting like that just from the way you're doing it by yourself. But, you know, the one thing you always got to fight is complacency. You know, coming out of that comfort zone, being willing to change, you know, whether you're doing visuals, whether, you know, you're going to do a mixtape, like you said, whatever it is, being willing to not be complacent is how you stay hungry it's how you keep changing it's how you keep advancing because you can't really just be stuck in one place you know whether it's whatever it is the smallest or biggest changes uh, just not allowing for complacency always helps and i think that is really what helps creatives and you know again i'm sorry i'm long-winded i am sorry i went really on really long over time as i'm looking at how long this was but you know, what you said during that episode, it, it really touched and it sat with me because it just made me realize I have to keep working hard, hard as I was when I was working those two jobs and doing an art gallery. I have to keep, you know, be willing to sacrifice. I have to be out of my comfort zone. Like being comfortable right now isn't going to help me get to where I got to go. And I just want to say thank you for that. And man, I hope a lot of other people walked away with that type of feeling from that episode. Peace. My nigga Kadeem. Now I mean on the check-in. Yeah, man. Now I mean complacency. You know what's crazy, yo? It's very hard for you to see 
It's very hard for you to recognize complacency when you're the person that's complacent. Complacency is very much so third party. Like you have to have someone tell you like, yo, this shit, yo, you know, you've been in the same spot because you, you're comfortable. Like I, I'm cool with the amount of listeners I got. I'm cool with the amount of esteem that I received. I'm cool with the accolades that I received. I'm cool with the critical acclaim that my show has uh, accumulated and very easy to be like, all right, niggas, whatever. I just turn on my microphone and whatever, whatever. I say my two piece and I'm out of here. And growth. You know what I'm saying? I do consider myself a visionary in some respects, but how do you see yourself with vision when you're complacent with where you are? Vision is about growth. Vision is about, you know what I'm saying, evolution. And there's no way you can grow and evolve. You just sit in the same space. So, yeah, man, just. Same thing that Tahoe said. I mean, sixth grade looks dope when you're in fifth grade, but sixth grade is no longer dope when you're about to go to seventh. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, these are all things that I've definitely understood. These are now things I'm trying to implement into my behavior just so I can get some shit popping. I mean, even with the Tuesday episodes, me trying to just show love and have more interaction with the people who listen to the show, that's something that is going to be dope. Once I get this iPhone uh, Pro, I can start to get some visuals because a lot of people have been sending me um things i can do as far as filters is concerned so my shit can look pristine and i mean there's certain things i'm just trying to implement into the new year so i ain't going out like that this mixtape is going to be dope the visuals i'm going to have is going to be dope and uh we're going to see what the fuck is going on man i because there's one thing that i can't have i can't have myself just being stagnant and then it's year two of me having this show and nothing really changed. I can't have it. Man, I can't have it. In regards to being homeless, my nigga, I did not know that, son. I used to always say, like, yo, this nigga's, like, always around, son. This nigga don't got no crib. And the answer was, yes, nigga, you didn't have no crib. So, shout out to you for persevering through that, my nigga. You know what I mean? All right. Let me go to the next email. Keep your head up. Read this on the show if you want. I will definitely do so. And this comes from Uncle Poochie. All right. Hey, fam. I listened to your episode today. Well, which was last Wednesday. And that shit struck a nerve with me. I only got in the podcast game because I heard an episode of the He-Man Woman Haters Club four years ago. Since then, I've been enamored with your progression. My nigga, I remember the Tracy McGrady episode. That's how interested I got into that show. Attending your party this year was the highlight of my year. I can't wait to be back. Uh, bro, your words hit home as I too have these random days of just feeling insecure and not well enough. On just some real shit, I relate to living with family and having car problems. And ironically, I experienced a similar breakup with a woman that I thought would be my missus. What I'm trying to say is, bro, please don't give up, although I doubt you will. Episodes like today are needed as much of us are used to folks pretending that they have it all together and that like shit's perfect while secretly battling depression keep up the great content the five nine host aka uncle poochie uncle poochie yeah man that shit was dope um before i even respond to that email i remember when um he was dming me now i never met this man but not for nothing if you listen to my show i really fuck with you heavy you know what i'm saying anybody who hits me about the show i try to get to as many people as i can and even with me not not being popular i get like a lot of uh dms or whatever have you and i try to get to them one by one and um 
I remember him in particular, he was panicking, son. He was like, yo, bro, I'm coming through, and I don't know what to wear. Do you think I should wear this? Like, do you think this hat would look smooth? What about these kind of sneakers? What kind of pants do niggas have on in New York? I'm trying to blend in. I'm not trying to look out the... You know what I mean? And he was panicking. I was like, yo, bro, just wear this, wear that, wear this. Be yourself. Get some drinks. Talk to some women. And it's going to be a good time. Now, I don't know if he scored from that party, but if he didn't, I'm definitely sorry to hear that because there was more than enough women for you to just get groovy the way you needed to get groovy. But in regards to me keeping it real, the way I see it is this, man. I'm talking to myself into a microphone, right? There's no reason for me to act like I'm above anyone. There's no reason for me to act like I'm the littest nigga in the world when I'm not. You know what I'm saying? I'm very much so just like you, and I'm a man that's trying to achieve the dream. And the dream that I've concluded is getting paid to do something that doesn't feel like work. You know what I'm saying? You got to work hard at it, but it shouldn't feel like you're clocking in. And as I'm trying to make this dream a reality, I got to tell you the pitfalls. I got to tell you how I'm feeling. I got to tell you when something good happened to me. I got to tell you when something bad happened to me. Because why else would you listen to a nigga talk for extended periods of time unless you feel interconnected with him? That doesn't make any sense. I'd be like, yeah, man, I just got finished chilling with Bruce Willis. Oh, yeah, man, I just went to L.A. Oh, yeah, man, I just came from Florida. You're like, oh, this nigga is some bitch-ass nigga that's privileged and whatever have you. And I hate bitch-ass niggas. I hate the niggas that just take their accolades to shit on those that got to click clock into nine and fives. That shit is whack. I ain't having it. I'm never having it. And as long as I have a fucking program, you'll hear the voice of a man who's a real nigga. Now, as I start to ascend and my lifestyle changes and my opportunities come, I'm always going to make sure I lock it down with the people. Because feeling like I'm above people is definitely not my personality. You know what I'm saying? All right. All right. Um, In regards to 61.2, which was last Wednesday, right? Oh, wait. That's something that was just for me. Just um. Let you know, uh, Majin West, I definitely heard that um, that message. He sent me a personal voice note just telling me like what he thought about the show and what he thought about me. And it's funny, he, he started off the voice note and be like, yo, man, you just got to stay in there, man. Like, we really fuck with you. I'm not going to front. When I first heard the show, I was like, what is this nigga doing? And then when I heard you and Mouse's show, I like Mouse more. And then... When you came to the realization that it was Master Show, we all knew that. This nigga just, he would just hit me with like combination punches of just shitting on me, son. And I was laughing hysterically because that's the type of honesty you need. Like, yeah, nigga, you're not lit. Yeah, nigga, this nigga's a superstar and you wasn't. Yeah, nigga, it was his show. No, nigga, I didn't understand how you had this show breaking off into segments. I never heard no shit like this before. But as I started to listen to you, shit started to make sense. And now I fuck with you heavy. And I believe that's what happened with me with a lot of people. Initially, they're like, who is this guy? Once they get past that barrier of who the fuck is this nigga? Like, oh, why are these episodes so short? What the fuck is he talking about? Where is he going with this? And then as I start to listen, they start to see the rhythm of it. And it's like, oh, this nigga is the greatest. And that's all I'm trying to do. So, yeah, man, I definitely heard your uh, your voice note, Majin. I definitely appreciate you taking 10 minutes of your time just to give me a pick-me-up because that's what niggas need sometimes. And um, it's not too often that 
people are just going off the grid. I'm saying not off the grid, just going out of their way and just telling someone that they've never met personally, like, yo, man, I know I've never met you, but yeah, I fuck with you. I fuck with the vision and keep going. Because sometimes you need this shit. You know what I'm saying? These are things you need sometimes. All right. Let's go to this one. Uh, This is entitled Holiday Blessings. And this comes from Brandy. Uh, Hi, Reek. I love the show, man. You got that five-star rating from me. First, I want to wish you a happy Thanksgiving. Hopefully, you and your loved ones enjoyed safely. Yes, we did. And the food is magnificent. Primarily because I fucking made it. Now, my other reason for writing is because I need some advice or maybe just to vent about this situation. I have a really close friend who is a male who is the perfect man in my eyes. Known him for six years. Simply put, we never got together because he didn't want me in that manner. We haven't gotten way close. I'm sorry. We have gotten way closer over the last one and a half years. And he literally tells me things like, if I meet someone like you, I will be set. You are the perfect girl. If my ex was like you, then we could have worked it out. If a woman doesn't meet the standard you set, I'm sorry, if the woman doesn't meet the standard that you have set, they don't have a chance. I roll emoji. Well, what's wrong with me then? Because why you want these girls to be me instead of just having me? He calls me beautiful all the time, and we had good sex before until we shifted into this different space in our relationship so attraction isn't the issue at this point i'm over men thanks for listening reek brandy aka brokenhearted lol well brandy thanks you so much for wishing my family a happy thanksgiving i definitely appreciate that i'll tell them that you set it up and i just have to maybe, maybe let me try to break this down sent it around your email you gave him the punan He enjoyed the Poonan. He has an appreciation of what you have to offer aesthetically. And now he's in a space to where when he's dating women, he was like, oh, these women are so dope. But if they don't meet the level of dopeness that you've given me, then they don't have a chance. If I can meet a girl that I can connect with like you, then I'm going to go to the finish line. And you're curious as to how he just doesn't want to choose you. In which case, I have counter questions. First of which, why didn't you guys take it to the next step in the first place? How is your top technique? Do you give bad fellatio? These are real questions I have to ask you, Brandy. If you want questions, I'm sorry, if you want answers, we have to come to the answers with questions. Did you give that man terrible head? Because I know you gave him some top. That just what comes along with sex. Did you gain weight? I don't give a fuck, son. I'm not being PG about this. Were you in shape before and then years progressed and now your body's out the paint? Is that the truth? Did you gain some weight? Were you on some lazy shit to where you were snatched before and now you're no longer snatched? I don't know what you look like. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what's going on. Is there a situation to where you let one of his mans hit it? You let this nigga hit it and it was all love, but... Throughout the years and throughout dating and trial and error, you met a friend of his and you guys broke it and you guys had some good chemistry. And then you and a friend of his had a great relationship and then it ended. So now he can't take you serious because you gave his man the poon in. Is that what happened? 
do you have a temper problem? Are you in a space to where everything is dope until it isn't? I have homegirls like this. Like, it's mad dope and the conversations is flowing and it's all love and I really enjoy being around them. But they low-key have an anger issue. And having an anger issue is dope for friends, but I'm not dealing with that shit if I'm your man. Are you someone that pushes the goalpost? Are you someone that has all these prerequisites in order to date you? Right? Like, I'm pretty sure if you're friends with Tony and girlfriends... She's dope as a friend. She's funny. She's beautiful. Whatever. She'll pull up. She's always supportive. But she's like wild high maintenance. You got to spend wild cash on her to keep her around. Are you like that? Not to say that that's a bad thing because you deserve to be treated the way you want to be treated. So maybe he's looking at you like, yeah, you do offer great conversation. Yeah, I believe our the time that we hang out is masterful. Yes, I enjoyed the sex that we've had, but you're kind of crazy and you fucking smoke weed all the time and you're a borderline alcoholic and you've gained weight and you haven't seen your wild high means for no reason and i'm not cat i'm not buying you a birkin bag but we can be homies though is that what it is i don't know i can't answer these questions for you but there has to be something and if everything i just said the past three minutes isn't true let me say this to you and this goes to all the women that listen to my show a lot of times Women don't voice what they're thinking until they're under duress or when they feel like they're disrespected. But in regards to keeping everything cordial, you withhold things because in your mind, withholding information will keep everything afloat. But then you'll be the only person being brokenhearted. You'll be the only person that's being upset. You'll be the person that's angry. And you'll say to yourself, no, let me not say anything because whatever. Oh, you know, maybe this was just what it's supposed to be. Maybe I'm overthinking things. When the way men operate, if you go to this man like, you're not for nothing. I've known you for all these years. Like, for real, why won't you fuck with me? Boy, you know I like you. You know, that, like, what's going on? We've had sex. We've had to hang out. I know your family. You know my family. But what, what's stopping us from taking this to the next level? Like, really ask this nigga. Because being scared and being brokenhearted and fucking emailing me, maybe this is what you need to hear. Stop being a punk. Because maybe in your head, like, maybe if I say anything, I'll fuck up the friendship and things won't be the same. But you're over there with a broken heart, my nigga, typing an, a Yahoo account to get advice. So this is what you need to do, and you need to check back in after you do it. Man up, drink some Alka-Seltzer or whatever fuck you got to drink. Get the jitters out. Ask this nigga to chill one day. Look this nigga in the eye and be like, yo, what's stopping us from really exploring where things can go? You also said that you guys were in a different phase or you guys transitioned to another phase after the sex. What happened? What happened? I, I definitely can give you better and more sound advice if you let me know what happened. But if you man up, and you're like, yo, check me out. I really want to see what's good with you. I really want to see where this can go. You know everything about me. I know everything about you. You measure all the women you date to me anyway. What's going on? I already know what the dick do. And I like some more of it. And let me know what's going on. Email me back and keep me in the loop. And also send a picture or your gram. Because it's very well possible that you looked one way six years ago. And now you're fat and you're dunny. And if you're dunny, nobody wants a woman who's dunny. That's just what it is. All right.
Uh, do, 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 uh, this comes from Denzel. You need an engineer. How you doing, original black man? You know I'm doing well, Denzel. Thank you so much for writing in. You're looking for an audio engineer? I've been a music producer almost 10 years now, and I love the podcast. I want to help you because your EQ sucks. <laughs> He'd be back if you open to some assistance. Well, Denzel, I'm always open to some assistance. But here's the thing. I can't pay you. Let me just come out now. And there's this wave. Pay creatives. Stop asking for free work. Stop asking for free labor. Stop asking for favors. If you if you can find the money for some Jordans, you can find the money for your show. The thing about Jordans is Jordans is a one-time purchase. You will be ongoing. So, if you're comfortable with doing this shit for free, we're in a good space. But if you just want to be a listener... Listen to semi fucked up EQ and not to worry about anything but just enjoying my show, then you can do that too. It's all love. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for letting me know how bad my EQ is. So once I get my dollars up, I can hire maybe you and um, I can get shit together for a better sonic experience. Where are we at? 25 minutes? Let me go to one more. Do 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 do. All right. Uh, this one is entitled Voice Acting. And Terrence, I'm going to say this, bro. I saw the first email, son. You don't got to hit me with the trickery. Let me tell you guys something, man. You can't hit me with the spin, all right? Let me tell you what your man Terrence did. Your man Terrence emailed me the same email twice. So it can be an old email and a new email. So it can be present in my mind. Terrence, I got you, bro. You're part of the good people. You understand? You're a valued listener. I saw the first one. You don't got to resort to trickery to get your email read, bro. I fucking got you covered. All right. With that being said, I will read said email that Terrence emailed me twice to ensure he was a part of my program, which I appreciate. Uh, greetings, good brother. In one of your previous episodes, you mentioned getting into voice acting. Did you ever do so? I've been wanting to get into voice acting for a long time. I've always been told that I have an amazing voice. I registered for a class that told me about the profession and how to get in. The instructor was a well-known voice actor and stressed the importance of professional recordings. He has a voiceover training program in Albany that offers classes and will help students put together a demo. It costs $3,850. I thought about doing it, but I would like to explore other options that are cheaper that will yield similar results. Do you know any, I'm sorry, do you know of any other options of entry into the profession? If so, let me know. Peace and blessings. Pass the dressing. Terrence, Terrence. I will not say your last name. All right. So let me tell you guys a story. I was looking into getting the voice acting that I hit my man, Doug. Doug is someone who I don't want to reveal his profession because I don't want to hide it up. But Doug is someone that I fuck with heavy. Heavy. You know what I'm saying? And I went to him. I was like, yo, fam, I'm really trying to fuck with this voice acting shit. He's plugged into different industries and he connected me with his man, right? So I'm talking to his man on the phone. I'm like, yo, what's good, bro? My name is Reek. He's like, you know, same thing with you. People have always been complimenting me on my voice and my diction and everything like that. I want to see if I can do this professionally. 
He told me, this is how it works. Unless you're already famous, the only way you can break into that is if you pay an astounding amount of money and then you're referred to the person that has to refer you to the person that has to refer you to the person so you can get a break, right? So you need to be present in the gatekeeper's eyes so they know who you are so they can then refer you to someone who might be able to pay you. So you got to spend money to make money in that sense, right? Now, similar to you, I saw those very same prices. I don't got four racks, right? Now, the thing that separates me and you and Jay-Z is Jay-Z was one of the best trappers in American history, right? So because of which, he can spend 10, 20, 30, $50,000 on his dream to become a rapper and have Rockefeller because Dame and Biggs Burke were also trappers. So $4,000 was whatever money. They spent that in a club. Me and you were not trappers. $4,000 is a significant amount of money. You know what I'm saying? It's not even like I got to spend my last $4,000. If I spend $4,000, I might have to shut the program down and I might have to start selling crack. You feel me? So to answer your question, no, I don't know any other barriers of entry. What was told to you what was told to me. You need to take classes. Once you take classes, you'll catch the eye of the professor of said class. The eyes, I'm sorry, the professor of that class probably is a professional himself. And then he will then tell you what to do. But in order for you to be told what to do, you need to be in his line of vision. And in order for you to be in his line of vision, you got to spend $3,850. So if anybody listens to my show that's a voiceover actor and you know another barrier of entry, holler at your boy. Because I'm definitely trying to get in. But four racks? Four racks is a lot of bread, bro. Four racks is a semester in college if you go to a community college. The class being 4,000, son, it's a lot of bread, bro. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not, the, I'm not here to tell people what shit is worth. All I'm here to do is tell you what I'm able to pay for. Same way how I'm not able to pay for that nigga that says my EQ sucks. I'm not able to pay for these hoity-toity classes for me to tell niggas that my voice is dope so they can tell other niggas that my voice is dope. So maybe me and you, email me again. We'll fucking come to this fucking thing together. And we also can prevent forest fires. Peace and blessings. Pass the dressing. And I'll speak to y'all on Monday.